The following movie is rated R. Welcome back to the R-Rated Podcast. Today's guest is David Jimenez. He's actually been on the podcast before on episode three, the Christmas edition. So today I brought him back on because we're going to teach everyone how to write a movie. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be a, definitely a learning experience, um, but I think it'll be a good one. So to start us off, um, I wanted to bring up a few screenplays that I felt were, you know, worth talking about or stood out to me in some way or the other, like writing techniques or maybe their dialogue was, you know, stood out to me or was unique or maybe the world they created. So I'm going to start off with Whiplash. Hmm. Whiplash um, has Miles Teller in it. Basically, if you haven't watched the movie, to summarize it a little bit, Miles Teller, he is a drummer, like he wants to be a jazz drummer, and he's really passionate about it. And he wants to be the best in his very um, high and competitive music class that J.K. Simmons is the music teacher or music instructor at. And he, you know, gives all the people in the class such a hard time, just constantly like breaking their balls, like you're not practicing hard enough. Like I don't see sweat come like dripping down your face, like just really intimidating, but like would make you like, you know, work hard because you don't want to like show up to class, you know, and get embarrassed because he he's the type of teacher that would embarrass you if you didn't, you know, perform that note correctly or didn't give it that full enthusiasm that he was expecting from you. And, you know, watching the movie, I was like, wow, this is pretty crazy because everything, every like feeling, every thought, every like sound, every movement was really thought out. Like you can see that in the film, but even when you look at the script, there's like certain words and certain things that stand out. For example, like he will put in caps, like the the drumstick snaps in half, like, and you see it all in caps. And then you hear like, crack and you hear it's spelled like c-r-a-a-a-c-k so you can feel like the drum like the dramatic cracking sound but when the actual drumstick cracks you know it's like that big moment because he's going so hard on the drums just like and you can really feel it. you can feel the sweat um coming that dripping down his forehead you can feel his sweaty hands you can feel like the anticipation like every moment like his heartbeat like going with the beat of the song and it's just like that moment like to be able to write that and you can feel it from the audience like sitting on a couch like holy shit, like something, something crazy is about to happen. Like the momentum with the, you know, the beat of his heart and the music, like it's just really, really unique. And, you know, obviously like being, having good actors just really makes it that much more, but having a great script that's well-written just makes the whole performance a little bit easier. Cause it's literally, it tells you exactly how you're supposed to feel, what you're supposed to be doing in the script. So if it's well-written you literally can just follow it exactly how it says. And and Whiplash is one of those scripts where it's like so detailed. Every every second of it is literally planned out so you know exactly how you want your audience to react and feel. And that makes a good script. Um, and, you know, moving on to let's just say as an example, Harry Potter, like Hunger Games, like these 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 scripts that are very – you know, they have a they have their own world, they have their own creatures, maybe, or they have like their own set of rules. Like those types of scripts like are insane to me. First of all, I don't even think I could write a script like that because to be able to take you out of your own world and bring you into a fantasy world and to make you really believe like that's their normal, like that's not 
like that's not weird that that's there or like that people look like that. Like that's good writing. You know, it takes really, really detailed and a big imagination too to, you know, be so thoughtful and think out every, every, every single little detail of like what's going to happen. Like I was just so impressed by the Harry Potter script because it's like when you watch Harry Potter, you don't think like, no, no, that's not real at all. Like you're just so lost in the film and, <laughs> and you're just so okay with like this wizard world, but you're, you know, yeah. you're fascinated by the school. Like they did a really good job of creating that world. And same with like Hunger Games, you really think like, like it even start, like has you thinking like, oh shit, like what if this happened in our world or our society? You know, like that's pretty cool that a script can make you do that. Like think like, oh, what like if? Yesterday? And it's like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the way shit's going. And like, it's just cool. The different districts, like that's unique. Like you're creating a whole new concept. So I feel like scripts like that really stand out to me um, as well because I'm like, the fact that you can create a whole new world and have the audience so engaged and, you know, it looks, be so believable, that's good writing. And last but not least, just kind of like keep it a little lighthearted. <laughs> um, I'm going to use Mean Girls as a reference <laughs> because that script is like 15 years old. And till this day, we still hear like famous catchphrases from the movie or like, you know, dialogue that, you know, is from the movie. And you're just like, oh, my God, like people actually will remember like, you know, common, just common catchphrases or things that were said in the conversation of the movie. Like, for example, like on Wednesdays, we wear pink. Like that is literally like fucking people in high school would live by that. They're like, on Wednesdays, we wear pink. Like, I remember that. Like, Wednesdays, yeah. were, literally, you would wear pink like at school. It was like a dang, that's crazy. Um, a spirit day. Yeah, it literally had like, it's come a long way. And, or like that's so fetch like that was in the movie and the girl's like trying to make fetch like a word like make it cool and um the main mean girl regina she's like that's never gonna happen so it's just like funny because nowadays people will be like that's fetch like they'll try to they'll still try to make it a thing which i think is hilarious yeah. and another one that's like it's just so silly but i think it's hilarious there's this part where um, the new girl, she's like totally obsessed. Callie, she's like obsessing over the, the her hot crush that sits in front of her math class. And she's like daydreaming about him, like talking about him. And she's like, and on, on October 3rd, he asked me, what's the date? And like he literally like turns around and he's like, what's the date? And she's like, October 3rd. And that's like that line has like stuck with literally everyone. Like every October 3rd, every year, Hilarious. they're like, it's October 3rd, you know, like it's like a famous day now. So it's just cool that a script that, you know, maybe not everybody or a movie that not everybody would watch, like, you know, because Mean Girls is very specific. It's a very girly movie. Not anybody would just want to watch it. It's hilarious. And I think everyone should watch it. I, everyone should watch it. But there's going to be some people that are like, oh, no, it's, it's a girl movie. I'm not going to watch it. But I'm telling you, like, it is a good script. It is well written. It's funny. It has like unique like catchphrases and i don't know i think that's why the script did so well is just because it's you know it's just like it's so out there it's so like who the fuck talks like that but like you're intrigued you know because you're like the you generation know? that's why you know there's always gonna yeah. be that generation of people and i think that is what makes scripts great it's you know you're targeting generations or topics instead of just regular human beings in their journey that's why, honestly, I could probably sit here and be like, this script is really well, too, really well written as well. And this one's really good. But that would take forever. and We would never get to the part of how to actually write a script. <laughs> yeah. so, so I just wanted to give, you know, like different examples of like, 
what I thought was a good script because like, you know, it's, it, it's broad. Like I can't just say like, Oh, like this is, this is a good script because it's so different from other scripts. It's, it just really depends on like if, if the audience can believe it or if, if, if it touches you, you know, if it makes you feel some type of way, like if there's so many different things that can make a script really good, but you know, obviously being detailed and, you know, taking the audience on this journey and adventure, like, it's fun. It's a it's a really cool thing to do. So I'm excited to be able to show you guys how to do that today. But before we do that, David, tell me, what do you think or what is your favorite like scripts or like writing techniques and and screenplays you've read? Oh, man. So I've I've read a couple that have informed me on cuz I'm a writer director, so usually whatever I'm writing, I'm I'll be directing it. And right. um so I've read a lot of comedy stuff when I was doing Patricia's Addiction. Um, and it was funny to see, you know, The Office, the scripts, Parks and Recreation scripts, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. So it's kind of, it's it's crazy to see the formatting differences also, um, you know, where you would put more camera stuff on the, like, I guess the mockumentary type look versus, you know, just a regular show. You would try to, well, at least I try to refrain from, putting camera movements in um, right. I've been grilled for that too many times, but yeah, it does take you out of the, out of the, um, the realm of the reader. So I, I tend to be more biased with uh, writer directors like uh, Tarantino, uh, Damien Chazelle, um, David Ayer and Antoine Fuqua, I think, but uh, that's, those, mo that's mostly the, the stuff that attracts me is writer directors, because I know for a fact that, Maybe they couldn't, um, maybe they felt like they couldn't communicate as well on the page, like I feel. And then the movie, once, you know, you get the camera in my hands, then people kind of start to see like, oh, okay, like he actually is thinking something. And then hopefully by the end of post-production, everybody will see it too. <laughs> you know, I'm not, yeah, I'm not right. crazy. I'm not asking for crazy stuff. Like the the horror movie, if you remember that we shot that we wrote. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. That was intense. That was intense. And I still like it's still in the editing room because I had no idea how to write it um, for post. Right. So mm -hmm. I was uh, that's when I was just approaching writing as just I'm only the writer. I'm just going to write whatever the fuck. Not worry about the set stuff. Um, so, you know, I there is a difference in writing for me that I that I see between, you know, writer writers and um, even novel writers and screen screenwriters um right so yeah mostly just uh, i gravitate to the writer directors because i know that they're fully communicating their vision like peter jackson the lord of the rings like isn't that amazing that i like i don't even know how you can even come up with something like like honestly lord of the rings like like those worlds those types of movies i'm like holy shit like how much weed were you smoking <laughs> <laughs> no but i mean like reading the books the books are very detailed as well depending on which version you get like uh there's um the fellowship of the ring it describes legolas running over the grass and barely living mm -hmm. a print and i'm like jesus i can like see that in my brain um, yeah so it, yeah i mean i usually other another technique that really helps me um communicate and that i like seeing myself is uh when people write for the reader even though it's going to be a movie Ooh. they right. put you know they make they write for the reader because that's you know reading a script's not necessarily super fun 
Uh, at least me, I'm a terrible reader. It takes me like hours to go through 90 pages. Um, so if you're writing stuff that keeps me engaged and keeps me like imagining without having to, you know, um, raise my eyes off the page. And that's, that's super cool too. What do you, when you write, do you feel like you're using a standard, like step-by-step process? Like maybe that we learned in school or are you kind of just like freestyling your own version? <laughs> Look, I've never been very good with, uh, keeping up page count or keeping down page count. As you know, I can write fucking 10 pages in a minute. Yeah, Nobody's problem, yeah. but is it good? You know, that's the, that's the thing. And usually it's not. <laughs> so um i try not to go by like by page 15 you need to do this right um i mean i'm aware of page 15 and what you need to accomplish there by page 10 but i mostly just uh in the whole first act i try to be like okay this 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 and this needs to get done and then i don't give a fuck what page count it happens in as long as it happens by that end of the first act right so that's what I, right. that's what helps me out because if I'm thinking about like page hit this page hit this page like it's you know it'll be a little bit crazy. Afterwards, I'll come by right. and edit and hit the page count, but not at first, not when I'm first doing it. I know I have that problem too. Sometimes where like I get really excited about a movie idea that I have, and then I just like try to think like too like I always think too big. Like I can't think small. <laughs> like I'm like. I'm like, oh my God, this is going to be a feature script. And then like, I need to have all this stuff. And, but then when I actually sit down, I'm like, hmm, maybe this is more of a short story. Cause I just like, can't think of all this like stuff that happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I'm trying to like do both to kind of, you know, keep my brain pumping and, you know, try different things because like, I feel like, you know, with short scripts, you can just, you can shoot them quicker. Like if you just kind of want to, you know, constantly be doing something, I feel like short scripts is like the way to go. Cause features, I feel like, you can't just like pop them out like super quick. Like you want them to be, yeah. you know, good. And I mean, even with short scripts, you're going to like rewrite and double check and triple check even however many times. But it's like, it's just so much shorter. So it's just like, yeah. So but I mean, you know, chefs sharpen their knives. We have to sharpen our tool, which is writing. We have to be writing. Exactly. So, you know, people, people expecting like, oh man, I'm stuck on this one thing for 10 years. Um, I'm a writer. It's like, well, you know, what, how, what yeah. else have you done and have you completed it? Yeah. I was going to um, go like enlist like a step-by-step process of like what you could um, – I like basically like a seven-step process. If you basically follow that, you could create a script. It's not like – it's it's actually not this super hard, crazy thing that you would expect. I feel like it's almost easier than writing a book because it's, it is it is very different. Do you want to compare how different it it's is? It's super different. <laughs> I mean the book can tell you what the character's thinking – um step by step and you can kind of like so they can connect with you emotionally but the the script is very limited room um audience are used to fast-paced movement in, in movies yeah and then you take this love story for example love stories take a long time to develop right because uh, you want that real solid connection to form but some people don't have patience yeah. for that. <laughs> and then you know you got to bring it over here into 90 pages like a novel or a book or something and guess what you can't get into the characters heads you gotta now you gotta use action only it's shorter all action and uh you definitely gotta rely that other people on set are going to be able to communicate that idea if we write a feature script the inciting incident usually like when something crazy happens to the main character happens by page 15 maximum yeah i think page between 10 and 15 10 and 15 yeah honestly when i wrote my feature i would say by like page 
end of page 11, 12 is when my inciting incident happened. Flips the world upside down in the main character and like basically causes them, you know, to have something motivates the movie. But when you write a short script, you're not obviously you're not going to have the inciting incident at page 15 because a short script probably is maximum 15 pages. So you would probably have it at around like page three or I mean, you could have it like by page five, but it's better to keep it. You know, you don't want to lose your audience. It's basically a page a minute in screenwriting. So one page goes to one minute um, screen time. So that's kind of how you can, you know go about it when you're writing in the proper software so, in the proper software yeah. don't get on word and think that you know yeah. one page is one minute. which i actually have experience as well like i've had people come up to me and email me scripts and they're like i wrote a full script like p- please read it and maybe you can direct it and i get like super excited because i'm like oh my god yay and then i check my email and it's literally a word document like written like an essay and i'm like oh, oh shit god. yeah and i'm like what do I do? Like, I can't tell this. I don't know. It's just so awkward. But anyway, so to write on a legit software, I would pick either either Final Draft or Celtics. They're great writing, um, writing tools, platforms, I guess, mm-hmm. <laughs> and really easy to use. So I'm going to start with step one. So I would say create a log line first. So if you have an idea of a Let's just say, you you know, you're like, oh, my God, this is a great idea for a movie. Like, I want to write it. I want to make it. Ha- I want to write it a short story. Let's just say a short story because it's a little quicker. Um, I would create a log line first. So a log line is summarizing what the story is about in like two sentence or less. So I'm just going to give you guys an example. Um, so let's say. A woman grows suspicious of her boyfriend's faithfulness after she has reoccurring dreams of him cheating. So that would be the log line. Okay. And going, so step, two, I'm going to like tell you all the steps and then I can dissect it more as we go. But step two, um, I would say write a treatment. A treatment is a document that presents the story idea of your film before writing the entire script. Because, you know, sometimes you're like, oh, this is a great idea. And then, you know, you like start writing and you're like, oh, wait, I didn't really think this out. Like, I don't really know where it's going to go. So it's always best to like, you know, have a plan, know what you're going to be writing about, know the beginning, middle and end before you just kind of start writing. And you're like, wait, I don't I don't know. I'm disoriented. Like what's supposed to happen now? <laughs> um, but yeah, the treatments are always good because – um, it's kind of like a nar- narrative, um, and you, it highlights the most important information about your film, um, including the title, the logline, um, the summary of the story, and character descriptions. So if you're ever like trying to pitch your story to someone, or um, you know, just want to see if it's a good idea and really have see, see it on paper, like have it all thought out, I would say treatment is the best way to go about it for it to be you know legit and taken seriously. Step three. I would say develop your characters. Your characters are super important because if they're not like, you know, fully thought out and kind of have like a whole background story, it's hard to feel connected with them. Like it almost feels too like bland and plain. Like people, the audience likes to, you know, watch and read about people that are, you know, relatable and they can connect to. So it's really important that your characters are thought out and have, you know, like just have like a whole backstory. So 
so that the actor even can have that backstory and take it and perform it the way that, you know, they believe this character was written. So for example, um, so I'm using this, so I'm using the log line, the girl, um, she's questioning her boyfriend's faithfulness because she keeps dreaming that he's cheating on her. So let's just say, uh, I'm going to name her Sapphire. (laughs) (laughs) So this was her character. So this would be her character description. Sapphire, okay, I'm going to name her, oh, I have to give her a last name. Sapphire Jen <laughs> is a tall, attractive 26-year-old woman who has past insecurities she keeps to herself, dating back to witnessing her parents' divorce and not having structure growing up. Moving away from her family at a young age, she has found comfort in her semi-new relationship with Zach, which soon takes a turn after she has reoccurring dreams about him cheating on her. So that that kind of gives you a little bit of an insight of to of who Sapphire might be, you know. I mean, I literally just like pulled that out of my ass, but that would, that's kind of like what you would do. Yeah. Um, obviously, you would add more detail. Like the more you can add about her, you know, maybe she has long brown hair, maybe she has green eyes. That's better for the like. That's just gonna add to your story and make it that much better. Like honestly, filmmaking is all about like planning. And preparation. And so same with screenwriting. Like if you're just putting it all out there and making it detailed and super like prepared, so it's going to be so easy for the director and the actors to perform and shoot that because it's literally written all there. One of my mistakes is since I knew I was directing it, I was like, oh, this is how the character is going to look like. And, you know, I never wrote it down. So when other people read the script, they're like, okay, well, like this is a ghost. Like there's a shell. It's gonna like. be like this and like that. Like, well, fucking write it down. As you get the idea, put it on the page. Put it on the page. Okay, and I'm gonna create a little backstory for her boyfriend. So, so we kind of know, like, okay, who are these people? So, her boyfriend Zach Livermore, a 28 year old Caucasian man who was raised by Christian parents after moving away for college, Zach was able to experience life beyond his parents' wants and beliefs. When he met Sapphire at a local bagel shop, he was struck by her beauty. As they got to talking, he instantly felt a spark between them. He quickly falls in love with her and soon learns about her imperfections. So this could give us a little backstory to like who Zach is. So I said, you know, he had very um, religious parents. They're Christian. So maybe that can already give you a way of like how Zach would be. You know what I mean? Like maybe he believes in god and maybe sapphire doesn't like that could be a future complication in the script or, or maybe like he went to college and she didn't like yeah. it's just you know different things just different different um, walks of life so that's kind of like something you should address in the in your character descriptions like if they're very different from each other or similar or what but obviously the more detailed you are the yeah. better um this is just like quick little examples obviously if i was really writing this right now i would be way more detailed i'm just trying to you know give you guys all the information without boring you to death mainly mainly (laughs) you want to know that when these two characters meet in the story there's some shit gonna go down you know that's the main point you want to get across in that exactly um okay and then what step four after you work on your character descriptions and you're like, okay, every character is super thought out. I have my treatment. I know like what the story is going to be like. I have the log line. Like I literally can summarize the whole story in a sentence or less. Then I would say work on your plot and your outline. So 
plot and outline. Okay, so that's going to be a little harder to just pull out of my ass like that because I have to like actually think of a story. Um, okay, so let's say Sapphire, Sapphire and her boyfriend are sitting on an L-shaped couch watching a psychological movie. In the movie, the main actress is spying on her husband with binoculars. We see the TV screen, but we are mainly focused on the couple cuddling on the couch, taking in their love. A couple hours go by, and we see the couple asleep on the couch. We see the TV playing something random on the TV screen. A loud buzz wakes up Sapphire. She sees Zach's phone. It has a new message. She sees the text message, and it's from someone named Angel with a halo emoji next to it. She starts to feel insecure. She picks up the phone, but then decides to put it down. It buzzes again. With another new message from Angel, this time she tries to unlock it, but it de- but she doesn't know his passcode. It disables the phone. A frustrated Sapphire falls back asleep. Interior morning living room. So whenever you are addressing the next day or a new scene, you would always capitalize um, interior. You would capitalize where you are. So interior. It's in the morning, and we are in the living room. So now we know exactly where we are. Um, And then action would be Sapphire wakes up to Zach, handing her coffee in a cup with a big smile on his face. Zach. So this is dialogue. Good morning, Sleepy. You knocked out. A little disoriented, Sapphire isn't sure how to feel. In her mind, was that just a bad dream? And then Zach says, I was thinking we get ready and check out the beach. It's, It's nice weather out today. Sapphire nods. Moments later, we see her getting ready in the bathroom mirror. Zach walks by to give her the five minute till we leave sign. You, Zach, you look beautiful. You don't need a, you don't need any more makeup. He pulls out his phone to snap a photo of her. His phone buzzes. He accidentally clicks to open the message instead of snapping the photo. In the mirror reflection, we see his text conversation with someone named Angel. So kind of going to leave you guys on a, like a little hook there. Is he really texting Angel? Is this, is she still dreaming? What's happening? But yeah, so basically that's kind of like the flow of writing. You would um, have dialogue. You would describe what's happening. You literally describe exactly what's happening in the scene so the audience can visualize it and feel it. Um, now I almost feel like I need to write this story for real. <laughs> I'm like, shit, I got myself curious. <laughs> I'm like, is is it is it real? Is he really cheating? Or is it just in her dreams and she's like, you know, tripping? But I was even thinking maybe um, so obviously with my point the story, I would want her to start snooping and getting super like crazy about it. Like maybe because it's a reoccurring dream. So maybe it's gonna just drive her to go really insane and like start going through his phone, start accusing him, start, you know, maybe stalking him, like checking if he's really going to work. Like, you know, it could really go yeah. to that extent. She needs to create her own um, problem. Exactly. She can learn the she, and yeah. exactly. But I almost want it to be like it's all like in her head. Like she actually has a pretty solid relationship. You know, kind of almost like psychological stuff. Um, or maybe in the end they were just, you know, I told you they were watching a movie. Maybe um, it was all in the movie the whole time and they she had just fallen asleep to that and she started dreaming mm-hmm. that she was like that character yeah. you know you never know you could really switch it up and play around with it but that's kind of the direction that i would go with this script um so once you have that the whole outline and plot um 
I would say step five would be write your first draft. Okay. So you're going to write all that stuff down that you've been, you know, taking, you know, your character description, like how exactly the plot and the outline is going to go. And yeah, you write your first draft. Obviously it's not going to be perfect. You're probably going to have to go back. Well, I would suggest take a break because <laughs> once you finish writing, it's such a good feeling, but you, you just need to take a step back and like give, give yourself a couple hours and maybe even a day just to like before you really go back and like, you know, dissect yeah. it again or rewrite. Sometimes you can still just have like writer's block or just be like, you know, not thinking. <laughs> so go back. Um, step five would just, sorry, no. Uh, step five was write the first draft. Step six would be step back, take a break. And then step seven would be rewrite or make adjustments or whatever you need to do if you feel like the script, um, you know, isn't fully ready yet. But step seven could be like all the way up until like step 17 because you can rewrite so many times. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, Whenever I write, I'm like, okay, like I like it right now. But then when I have someone else read it and they're going to give me <laughs> feedback, I might just change the whole beginning, yeah. which trust uh, me, I no. did. I did. There was many times in film school where I would write like a full like 10 to 15 pages. And I'm like, oh, my God, these pages are so solid. Like <laughs> I did so well. And then class is just ripping you a new one. They're like, no, you're missing this. You could have done that. And well, why is the character saying that and not this? And then you're just like, OK, shit. OK, guys, <laughs> never mind. Like that's kind of like the I would say that's like one of the ways to do it, like you would also learn in school, but I'm not saying that that's the only right way or you have to do it that way. Honestly, like I try to like go take all those steps step by step, but sometimes I'm like, you know, maybe I skip one or two steps in that and I'm just like directly to the page or (laughs) like I'll just figure it out as I go, which, you know, as you write more and more, you know, you just kind of figure out what you're good at, what you need to work on and like I said, we all have different writing techniques. So I want to know, David, how you would approach writing a script. Shit. It all depends, honestly. The uh, Patricia's Addiction, you know how fast I had to green light that. Um, yeah. I had to just go straight to the page. Um, I had a sentence that I wrote like in the beginning of 2017. And here we are in 2020. And I was like, uh, okay, so I guess I have to make that sentence a script. I was shocked that it turned down as well as it did. Um, but it's pretty. What did you, what did you do? Do you take like personal experience or just think oh, like from yeah. things you've seen or like watch or other screenplays? Right? That one, that particular one. And then I'll tell you like what I usually do. Um, this particular one was yeah. different. Um, then I learned a lot of stuff because I had to do it so fast. So, like I said, I was re I was watching, um, it's like a mockumentary type thing. So I was watching nothing but mockumentary stuff, whatever year it didn't uh, like, it didn't matter. And I was also reading the scripts and watching the pilots for every season, watching the pilots, um, period. And, uh, just watching how the season progressed and how the progression, because if you remember, this was supposed to be a pilot. Uh, but then Corona happened and everybody moved away and made it really difficult. But uh, who cares? Cause I think it stands alone. Well, as a, as its own, um, as a pilot should, I think, but that, so that one, that one was a little different, but usually what I do is uh, come up with the log line. Cause you know, if you have a log line, you have a script because that log line mm-hmm. forces you to put a B and C together and just, you know, now you know you have something. Mm-hmm. Then the, uh, the synopsis, 
just to make sure. Oh, right. Just to make sure that I do have like what's kind of in the log line out there. And then if it's a feature, I definitely have to do a treatment. But for shorts, I'll usually just hop onto the page and not think about it too much. Yeah, honestly, I'm kind of like that too with shorts. Like I, I just, I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to just do it. But with features, I've definitely had a write out like, okay, what am I going to do? Because, you know, you start to forget certain details and you can't remember everything. Like you, well, I still, I like, I'm like, you know, no, I'll remember it. Like no problem. And then I'm like, shit, what was I like going to put in there? (laughs) Yeah. And you know what too, though, it's time. And if somebody hires you, that's time you may not necessarily have like that script. I kind of just had fun as uh, I was like, okay, I'm, I already acknowledged, but cause it took me a while to acknowledge that I was a writer director. That is yeah. so funny. Yeah. Honestly, so many people I met at school, they're like, I'm here for the cinematography program. And now <laughs> yeah. they're just doing something completely different. Yep. And you know, never did I think like, I, I loved cinema, like the cinema camera, but um Man, I'll tell Honestly, you. Honestly, I thought I wanted to do cinematography at one point, but then we had the classes and I was like, mm, the shutter speed. Yeah, I don't know. They, <laughs> they never have time off. Like whenever I've been second or first AC or like even uh, the couple times I've DP'd, it's, you know, it the look is all on you. And I, I felt like I didn't know the numbers too well. And like, I didn't want to have anything to do with messing up somebody's movie in that way. So I was like, okay, what else am I going to do? I think it's just, I think it's different every time depending on the story but my main technique uh, back to your question is i when i develop characters i try to uh see or find a person in my life that is similar to the character and then i'll attach those two people and of course i'll leave like the real life person alone i don't want to like expose anything or any of that so Mm -hmm. but what when it comes time to i'm putting the character through something and the question happens like, well, would this person do this? Like the person that I know wouldn't do it. So would the mm-hmm. character do it? And then I start thinking back into the story and I go back to the, to the backstory, which informs like really writer's block. I've learned to take care of with going through your character's background. Um, first, I start off by going into the act one and act two. If I'm having problems in Act Three, what should happen by Act One, in your opinion, in the script? Ah, uh, the story should already be on its way. Um, the people should already know the stakes, what's happening, why it needs to happen, and so Act Two is pretty much just gonna keep rising and rising. That's where people are gonna have your fun, and they—that's where they come to see what the previews have showed them. You know, all the fights, all the, all the cool stuff. You know, uh, yeah. so pre- Act One is pretty much a lot of setup and. You know, a good movie would have really good stakes also. But there's moments in between, you know, because plot point one, plot point two, there's moments in between that that you like kind of reflect or show a mirror moment to remind mm-hmm. the audience like, ooh, you know, you know, like, for example, you may show a toy in, the, in this movie. The toy means, you know, the, it's going to come yeah, later on yeah, in the yeah. script. And so you always want to do that one movie where they kept showing the chandelier in the house and i was like okay obviously something's gonna happen with the chandelier they've like keep like zooming in on like it's just so like yeah. in your face and then turn out the chandelier drops and kills someone yeah i was like yeah oh, you want to okay. and you definitely want to do that when you're establishing a character's routine you know like for example if this person is driving is this ultra safe driver <laughs> trying to get points from his all-state thing and, you know, we see him every time pull the belt on, pull the belt on and nothing happens in the drive. He gets honked on. But maybe that one day we 
you know, make a close up of the image and you, you can write that in the script. Um, you know, so-and-so goes into the thing, into his car and he does not put in the belt and he's driving safe as usual, but this time another car crashes and it comes to him and it kills him now. So it's very important to, you know, make, you're always constantly going back through your script to see where you can put stuff and pay stuff off in the future. That's much more satisfying to the audience, whether they pick it up or not. You know, maybe sometimes a lot of these things, like when I wrote my feature, I put a lot of little stories like that in that maybe people won't look at or notice the first time, but if they watch it the second time, they'll notice that. And so it's a good practice for me to write for the reader but make sure that the viewer is getting, you know, a constant pay um, set up and payoff throughout the movie just to keep them engaged. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's mostly my technique is I use people that I know and um, I take a piece of them and they kind of they're like my compass to whether what my character would do. And if my character yeah. is a serial killer lunatic, then, of course, he's going to, you know, go on a rampage. I don't know any actual people that would. But. He can, he can, or, or, you know, the fun is for me is writing a weird ass character and taking a bunch of people that I know and putting their personalities in, but it helps me stay with the character and keep the character solid because I know how many people are in there. So I I can always just, um, be like, oh, this, even though he has like 30 personalities, he doesn't have this type of personality. So he wouldn't do this. It's important. It's very important to know your characters and your story. Um, it really is. Characters are literally what makes the story. If you, if I feel like if you can't feel attached or connected to the main character, your audience will probably not yeah, enjoy the film. There's, there's definitely been times where I'm watching a movie and I'm like, I don't give a fuck about this main character. No, it's like a new movie, like Nicolas Cage came out like last year. It was like super random, but his like main character plays just so like angry and aggravated and just like annoyed at everything like you just can't talk to him and i'm just like and he and then he's just like a dick to everyone too but like he doesn't really do anything in the movie to make you ever Why? like like it. yeah so i literally was just like i don't care to watch yeah this. like i literally was like angry because i was like i feel like i wasted time like there was no character arc and that's so important in a script is that your character has a character arc like something needs to happen to them for them to have that change yeah you know? definitely get that goal or whatever yeah and that's why like i like when you were saying like we it's important to set up the personalities so we know that when they meet in the story they're automatically clashing that's the best exactly because how can these two people you've seen in the previews that they fall in love but like how the fuck are these two maniacs supposed to fall in love with each other and then that's where you have your audience hooked that's when you have your inciting incident and you shoot off to the races. Hopefully, What's like your biggest struggle that you face when you're writing or like where you're like, Oh shit. Like this is probably the most challenging for me. Dialogue. Honestly, I get like, I have problems dialogue as well, which I also wanted to mention how I think that's why mean girls did so well is because they did such a good job of like that catty high school dialogue. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, it's just like, so, hard sometimes to like write like a young person or for me sometimes it's hard to write like the opposite sex like whenever I write a (laughs) male character I'm like oh shit they sound a little bit too girly like how how can I you know not sound so feminine I don't want to make the dialogue sound too chill sometimes like yeah what's up like I don't know yeah sometimes I feel like 
don't don't let your texting writing get oh, yeah. mixed up. In yeah, I, auto- I have built an automatic wall for that already. So it's like, yeah. uh, you know, I'll just do it instinctively. Like if I know, like if I'm on my phone, even on emails, I tend to like fuck it up. But but like if I'm <laughs> on my uh, computer where I write, uh, it's yeah. just I'm writing everything out. Like you were saying about taking personal experiences or things you've seen or stuff like that. Like I did, I do the same things, like, especially with Miha when it was like, you know, a script about someone who's intersex. I'm, I'm like, I can't personally like relate to that in that specific way. But since she was, um, you know, Hispanic and grew up in a traditional like Mexican household, I took those experiences from, you know, my, like my personal life. Like for example, my grandparents are Mexican, my mom's Mexican. So I grew up with a lot of um, Mexican traditions and like, you know, my grandma's house has like a giant Virgin Mary and like she prays to it. And I took that and put it into my script because I'm like, I want to be able to like have the audience be connected in different ways. Not just like people who are like intersex can watch it. You know, some people who are of Latin descent or people who are family oriented, people who are religious, people who are closed minded, they can be exposed to this kind of. Yeah. And that's, I remember you doing a lot of research. Um, So also it's super important to do your research. If you're writing about something that uh, is real life, that can affect real life um, that you definitely have to know what you're writing you know, we live in a, a hell of a, in the hell of an age, I guess, where, you know, the, you're always going to have that hater on YouTube. It's like, oh, but his shoes were on this way and now they're tied this way in this other scene. It doesn't right. make total sense, you know? So, you know, it's always nice to uh, try to shut those people up. But, you know, at the, at the same yeah. time, like, don't take them too seriously because they probably don't make movies. Um, and they're sitting here just talking mad shit and it is a lot of work a lot of people have to you know keep in mind like what's on the frame and what's not and you know it's uh it's definitely good to keep those people in mind i think they definitely up your game if you start in the beginning you know it's like fuck these dudes um you know i'm not going to give them a chance to say shit so definitely it's always good to do your research know what you're writing about and when you don't stop what you're doing research get comfortable come back to the page write, and once you hit that point again repeat you know, it's always important to have truth in your scripts, even though it's a fantasy and we yeah. all know it's a movie. Like the reason people like movies and relate to movies is because they see situations that say that they say, oh, I can relate to that. Oh, that just happened to me yesterday. And now they're connected. You know, and now you're speaking to them in a whole different way um, because they're open. Exactly. And, you know, since they're open, don't waste their time. Trust me. Yeah. Take care of your audience. They'll take care of you eventually. I feel like that would be embarrassing, too. You're just like writing a script and feeding people false information because you were too lazy to do like a little bit uh, of research. Yeah, laziness. It's, and you can tell when it's laziness. In film school, we definitely had experience. Um, you know, we, you know, you experience all types of different scripts and there was definitely some scripts where you can tell people weren't putting in the work. They were just, you know, trying to get the grade, trying to just pass. And you can, you can feel and read it on the script. Like you can just tell, like, you know, when it's not detailed or not really, descriptive or emotional or it just kind of feels like you know literally blank words on a page like it doesn't do anything um and also like let's say you're writing a story a story that is based on a true story or based about your life or whatever i mean you you still have to get emotional and connect and deliver like realness too you can't just be like oh it's based on a true story so it's just gonna be you know you have to believe everything and it's good like no that's that doesn't mean that. Yeah. And that comes back to your story. Like maybe you couldn't relate like exactly, but 
you know, what you could relate with is that character was feeling pain, right? You just need to find out right. what level of pain, what, what would, what level of pain would be equivalent to you. And then you just write that yeah. into that character, which I'm sure will show is true. Honestly, and that's that's literally what I felt too, because when I was reading all the articles and comparing, they all have one thing in common, which is their parents like never filling them in, not telling them that they're intersex. And so they're like teenagers. And you know, it's like you're going 16 years without knowing and stuff. Like that just seems so crazy. And I'm just like so close to my mom and I know that she tells me everything. So I can't even imagine like if my mom did that to me and I just was like, I thought about it and I was like, I would be so hurt. So I wanted to take that hurt, that pain and put into the script and make her feel that. And I was just really like writing from my heart. And I think that's why the story worked because it was like a topic that I didn't like have any personal connection to. But at the end, after writing it, I feel like I do have a personal connection because part of me is in that script as well, you know, like, and I feel, I feel happy about that. I don't know. I just feel, I feel good. About yeah, it. definitely. And, you know, I know you had the backing um, from the, that community and, uh, it was, you know, it was pretty cool that, you know, you went around, the, you went about it the right way. One person who told me I should back off because I'm not intersex <laughs> and that threw me off because I was like, Oh shit. Like I honestly wasn't really expecting that because I don't know. I was like, Oh, if, like someone's trying to shine some light on it. Like, why not? Like, I thought it was like, I don't know, a good thing, but they kind of took it differently and were like, you know, you're not in this community. You shouldn't really be trying to, you know, write a story or direct that. And I, for a second, I backed off for, you know, I was like, oh shit, maybe like they're right. But then the longer I thought about it, I was like, no, people write and direct movies all the time about things that haven't like personally, like they haven't personally experienced or something, but they know what it feels like because they've seen it firsthand or their family member went through it or maybe they read articles in the news. It's like, if you, as long as you're educating yourself on it, I feel like you should be able to write a script. I would say another thing that would be important when you're writing a script is, for example, when things happen, like, I don't know, you probably weren't able to tell this when I was giving you my example of my little short story, I guess. But her, when the phone buzzes, you're always supposed to like capitalize sounds or like things that are uh, happening. So for example, when I was like, the phone buzzes in the script, it would be capitalized buzz would be caps. So that when you know, the director's going over it, they know like, oh, okay, there's going to be a sound here or like, you know, something's going to vibrate here just to like um, be more clear and stuff. And also whenever you're introducing a new character in your story, you always want to capitalize their name. Um, so in this instance, it would be Sapphire Gem. <laughs> <laughs> I made that up. Um, so it'd be Sapphire Gem in all caps um and then her age so in parentheses you could put like 26 and then um you know that's how you would introduce them when they would come into the script because if it's just all lowercase you'd be like oh i don't know who sapphire gem is but she's in the story now you know what i mean but at least if it's capitalized you're like oh sapphire gem just entered the story yeah, and then <laughs> you know the name I mean? doesn't matter because you know that the only time it's caps character coming but Back to your like other question, um, what's different about writing and writing scripts is when you're writing usually other stuff, you're just doing it for entertainment value or to instruct. Um, here it's with scripts, you, you're pretty much telling people what they need to be doing. Um, like, and if in your scene description, you write interior house night, you know, if you just write interior house night and go on about the scene. It may not be, you know, very creepy if you're writing a horror story, 
But if you write in interior horror night, the like the rays of the moon, you know, like pierce through the window, uh, it's dusty, uh, the everything's decrepit, and you know, just describe the scene. You're telling art department kind of what they should be thinking about. You're telling, um, especially if this is your opening, uh, you're telling people, you're setting the tone of what this script is going to be. And, you know, you're definitely letting people know if there's going to be any special effects or any uh, visual effects that you might need, which should all be capitalized for every department. It just makes it easier on them. And the ma- the easier you make it on them to catch these things, uh, the better your movie will be overall. Literally want to write everything out, like everything that you want to be seen on the on the screen, write it out. Because if if not, they're not going to know like you wanted that on there. Like how are they supposed to know? They can't read your mind. Yeah. You know, if you want like if you want the bird to fly like from the right side of the screen to the other, like you have to fucking put that. Like a bird, a pigeon flies from the right side of the, the screen into the left, you know, into the distance. Like you have to exactly put um word for word how you see everything or else you know the director might just take over and just be like oh like this is what i think they want it's not in the script but i'm just gonna but assume also i mean like yeah be super descriptive but don't start directing in the page either you know don't let people leave people look you're you have a bunch of talented people on your movie that love what they do and they're best when you let them be in their world and don't restrict that, you know, so just give them a hint, give them an idea to run on and give them enough to inform the direction. And then there'd be room for the director to direct for the people in the departments to do what they need to do, you know, Yeah. while accomplishing yeah, your vision. If, if you're interested in becoming a screenwriter or, you know, or just want to do it for fun, just practice, just write. Like all, all you can do is just, you know, write a, write a short script. If it doesn't, you know, if you don't like it, just scrap it or you know, write another one. That's you just, that's how you learn. You just have to keep writing. You're going to make mistakes. Like I can't even tell you how many like scripts I wrote where I'm like, what was I thinking? And then, you know, you go back. I don't know. Like I said, you have to like step away from it sometimes. Like yeah. sometimes you're just like in the bubble and you're like, I have such writer's block or I don't know, like I'm just stuck. And then like you come back to it and then it's like, oh, this is easy. Just like flows out of nowhere. Yeah. So and don't be afraid of notes. Notes are your friend. Oh. Like, I know they yeah. hurt because it's your baby, but, you know, sometimes you have to kill your baby to make it better. No, I don't kill your baby. <laughs> so, like, you know, don't be afraid of the notes. Take what you need and, you know, just say thanks for the note. Get hurt, whatever, but don't be on the defensive. Don't argue with it. Just know that maybe they're not saying, like, the whole thing is fucked up, but maybe just something about it. So just go back and look and think about it if like someone's taking the time to read your script and you know if they're saying hey this doesn't work like i'm sure like i don't think they're trying to do it to like hurt your feelings or be a dick like you're probably sending the script to someone who you feel comfortable anyway sending it to like you're probably gonna have your friends read it first or maybe like your classmates or school or co-workers or your parents who knows but i mean they're obviously giving you this criticism so that you can better your script not to just be a dick so you know, before you go all like, oh, they hate my script or like get all <laughs> emotional, just, you know, take a second and be like, Does that make this sense? is only going to benefit me, you yeah. know? Yeah. Because in film school, we learned that as well. Like, I remember, I remember David has given me friendly criticism and I've given him friendly criticism, but I feel like that's what helped us grow as writers as well. Because think about it. If someone's always telling you like, oh yeah, that's so good. Like, 
yeah. so good. Like they're never going to improve. They're yeah. just going to keep thinking like their writing's so great when it's not. But, you know, I'm not saying like, oh, this is an excuse to just give everyone criticism because you're like, ha, it's friendly criticism. Yeah. No, like if you're going to give criticism, try to follow up with, you know, a tip or advice that they could incorporate in the script, not just like, hey, I didn't like that. You know, maybe say like, hey, I didn't like that. But instead, I think you could do this. That could, you know, maybe work for that scene or make it flow better or change the dialogue. I don't know. You just like follow up with a tip or like, um, you know, advice because then they learn. Nobody can. Yeah. Learning has occurred, you know. Yeah. It's very important to learn how to communicate and take criticism and just remember, you know, maybe you're not communicating something that, you know, in your head, but they haven't seen it so they're not it's that missing link so always like you know even if you disagree with the note just go over it and see like that that note makes sense if it did cool correct it if it didn't let it go you know there it is no big deal and if multiple people are you know maybe giving you that same note maybe they're right you know (laughs) yeah or but maybe one person did just think like, okay, I didn't like that. But other people are saying, like maybe the other three people are saying it works. You know, then it's up to you. You have to trust your gut, your intuition, like, you know, as a creative writer. Like, is this going to really work in the story or not? Because in the end of the day, you are the writer. But just, you know, like a sponge, absorb the information and learn. Yep. There's no time frame of like how long it should take you or how many you should write or this. Like, there'll be times where I feel like, you know, depending on the topic, like if I, if I'm like, oh my God, like I, I really like this idea, then sometimes I can crank out a story. Like a, if I dedicate like five hours, I can write easily like 10 pages where I'm like, this could be so like, I could actually shoot this, you know, if I dedicate five hours and really, but that's like, I don't always do that because I'm lazy, <laughs> but there'll be other times where I'm like, yeah, this is kind of a good idea. And then I like open final draft. I write like an intro and then I'm like, eh. and then it just like doesn't go anywhere. So trust me, there's a, there's a lot of scripts that are like half written or not fully thought out, yeah. you know, and just sitting there. But eventually when COVID goes away, I do want to start shooting the scripts that I have written. And I'm honestly, I'm thinking about writing this like script that I just kind of made up as we were going because I've always kind of been fascinated with the idea of, like why you dream about your significant other cheating. Hmm. I don't like, I wonder what it means because I've actually, it might sound kind of psycho, but I've had that dream before. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, okay, am I psycho? I'm going to like talk to my friends. And I was like talking to my girlfriends about it. And they're like, no, you're not psycho. I've had that same dream. It's actually pretty common. Like, I guess like for people to dream that. And I was like, I wonder like what it stems from or like what it is, Mm -hmm. you know, like, but yeah, so I'm actually kind of interested in now, that topic. Now you so have I to consider actually, which genre you want to shoot it in. If it's a comedy, it's a different tone than drama, I don't, super I don't, horror. Honestly, I thought I feel like it might be like psychological. Uh, you yeah. know, I, I just don't. I'm not funny. I don't think I'm funny either. I don't think I'm funny either. I think you're funnier than me, but I just like I feel like here and there I can like say stuff that are funny or like crack jokes with my friends, but. I don't know if I can like write a legit funny screenplay. And with writing a fun like a comedy, you don't even know if it's funny until yeah, you're shooting I don't it. Think like, yeah, dude, I was suffering my whole time in Patricia's addiction. <laughs> I like because I'm like, am I laughing? Is this shit funny or like I'm only I laughing? And then also you don't know if like your friends and crew are laughing because like yeah. you know, your crew and like I'll be watching comedies and I honestly like I've watched comedies and I did not laugh. Yeah. Once. 
And that's pretty fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> there's plenty of those. Oh, but like, um, we have to tell people the process, right? Um, they, they should find the process because yeah. you, know, you can't just go to YouTube and, you know, listen to what everybody has to say. This is um, very much a writing is a very lonely process because it's just you and your characters and you're in your head a lot. So it makes sense that your your um, process needs to come from you. So, yeah, definitely check out people, other people's processes um, and take what you need and forge your own. But, you know, you're going to waste your time if you try to copy somebody else's um, process because, A, you know, your work ethics are different. Everything that's going around you is different. Uh, so everybody just do what you need to do for you. Because at first I was trying to emulate certain writers or like write things certain ways. And it just, uh, like they, they were a mess, my scripts. Um, but now, you know, these past couple of times and including the feature, um, mm-hmm. I kind of just let my voice um, shine out. And I found that it was much more natural. Um, I was getting a lot less notes on uh, formatting because like I kind of just felt that and it's just you know it's all about really yourself and inside and how you feel and the knowledge yeah so don't copy anybody else just be you it's the biggest thing just be you yeah that's that's huge and i agree be you and don't be intimidated to write about shit don't let anyone like scare that out of you like if you think you have a good idea if you have a personal experience if you even if you feel like, hey, I'm not that good of a writer, but like it's a good idea, just write it down. Just try. Like the worst thing that can happen is you don't let anyone read it. Yeah. But that's up to you because you're not letting anyone or read it. Or even then, so. you know, the beauty of writing is you can um, take your experiences like trauma or anything and write it into characters as yes. just like a memory of theirs. 100%. Nobody else but you knows that that's what this memory means to you. Everybody else is going to be like, oh, it's a me- it's a flash for the character, you know? Um, so yeah, and I've actually experienced that too. There's like, like just writing stuff that has like fucked me up personally, and I'm like, I'm just gonna write it in a script and not tell anyone that it's my personal experience, <laughs> yeah. and then see how it. And honestly, it's helped me. Like, it's my own way of therapy because mm-hmm. I'm like sometimes like therapy. Like, I don't know how I feel about it. Like having to repeat every week, like what's upsetting what's- you. Like, I don't know. I'm like, I don't need to be reminded every yeah. week of it, you know. But with writing, no one's like asking you. No one's like. You know, you can literally just write whatever. You can write how you're feeling. You can write how upset you are, how angry, how disappointed, and I don't know, whatever. Like, maybe you were supposed to, like, work out and you didn't. You can fucking write that in there. You can literally write whatever you want or, like, let it all out. It's like a journal. It's, like, really relieving and refreshing. So, honestly, I recommend it, too. Like, screenwriting has helped me in so many different ways, not to only, like, connect with my actors and connect with, like, honestly, society. Because I feel like I understand, Mm -hmm. like – society while i'm writing i'm like oh, you understand more okay. point of yeah. views because you're looking at them yeah more. you know as a writer you can't just like you know for example using me i'm like i'm a hispanic female in her early 20s i'm not going to write all my stories like yeah like the character's not going <laughs> to be that you know so you have to like broaden your horizon like educate yourself experience things you know feel things yeah. and that's what makes you a good you writer. interact too with more people and i think at least writing for me has changed me a little bit more because now I'm more, I'm always an introvert. Right. But at first, you know, it's, it's opened me up to like, at least trying to get to know people when I meet them and interacting with them. And that actually, um, at first I was like, Oh, that's how I got to do my writing research, you know, but then it became like, Hey, this is actually fun. And you know, everyone's cool. 
Yeah. So you know, of yeah. course, you run into dicks, but shit, he's gonna be in my script. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah. No, honestly, like I'll be like you know just going throughout my day, and I like maybe see someone that's very out there or like has this very specific personality, and I'm like, shit, I'm I'm gonna use that as a character in my mm-hmm. next story. Because, like I said, it's literally just experiences. Like, I just write off of what I see, what I've experienced, what I felt. Like, and also, some, I'm not saying that I don't make shit up, also. Like, I have a big imagination. People are going to start like watching my movies and read my scripts, and be like, did this happen to her? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, no, not, not everything that I write about has personally happened to me, but you know, you got to mix and match yeah. a little bit. Plus, I've noticed that on the directing side, when um, I write those, those certain um, scenes, the directing in that shot or that scene comes out better because yeah and so that's that's when i decided um that i should just write from the heart and which is what i should have been doing the whole time instead of trying to be like this person or like that person or trying to get my formatting to look like this person you know it's just like hey just fucking do your thing but honestly in film school i get like feeling that like because you know when you when everyone's like bringing pulling out their scripts and you're you know everyone's writing differently you're like oh shit are they doing it the right way like i i felt that too and in, in like writing class i was like fuck maybe i'm doing it wrong like maybe the way they're doing it is the right way but it's like it's not even a, like the right way it's just different you're writing yeah differently. Style. i mean definitely you definitely need to know your formatting and all oh, this yeah. stuff because once you get to like higher levels people if your shit is fucked in formatting they won't even read it they'll just be like oh this motherfucker doesn't know what they're doing yeah i mean i've even come a long way like i was born in austria so like i know what it feels like to write and not like (laughs) you know you gotta have spelling check on like i used to have it all the time but i shit i still have it on but you know focus on your grammar because that like if there's a lot of grammar mistakes or it's just not formatted correctly people just not even glance at it and you don't want that just because of yeah you know maybe you're from a different country like it's not your fault yeah you know? but that's when you need to hire someone you know exactly. be realistic so. don't take you know i know you say take yeah. a chance but don't take a chance on that learn all yeah. the stuff that you know screenwriting learn the basics and the history of screenwriting and then mm-hmm. once you like find yourself then you can start fucking around and you know injecting your style into things but i think it is super important to find the right way of doing things first and knowing them and up to the point until where they're not even a thought for you anymore. Then I think you can start exploring and trying to break some rules. I do know if you're a student, you get a discount from final draft, which is a big discount. That's where I got it. You should definitely take advantage of because softwares and applications just fucking add up. It costs so much money, but once you pay that money, you have, you know, a, legit software and you you really do feel like a legit screenwriter because it's like all there you yeah, gotta write you, don't have you to know pay for it again you know up until you choose to final draft I, is my go-to for writing i know some other people use celtics um but yeah i've never had a problem with final draft it's really easy to use as well so you know if you're a beginner or if you're super experienced but yes thank you so much for joining us today on the r-rated podcast please subscribe and rate our episode